with me, if you will, to the word of the Lord, Ezekiel, the third chapter, reading the first through the fourth verses of Ezekiel 3. To everything there is a season. Everybody say a time. And a time to every purpose under the heaven. Watch this. A time to be born. A time to die. Time to plant. Time to pluck up that which is planted. Time to kill. And a time to heal. Time to break down. And a time to build up. A time to weep. And a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance. Twenty-nine of those, I think it is, a time to. I want to talk to you about the last one today where it says a time to dance. Look at somebody and say, I have a reason to dance. You may be seated. Thank you for standing. Many of you know about the Holocaust when Nazi Germany began to exterminate. That word Holocaust simply meant to exterminate or destruction. The Germans called it the final solution to destroy the Jewish nation and others. When six million Jewish men, women, boys and girls and others were taken to death. I think it actually, Hitler's idea of this was like 1919, the year 1919. And a lot of this Holocaust began in 1933 when it was a boycott on the Jewish businesses. Someone said, also, if you can burn their books, you burn their people. And it took eight years when you burn their books to burn the people, I understand. And so they started off burning their reading material, and the Jewish people were very strong on not only reading the Bible, but memorizing the Bible. And those killing centers lasted into the mid-1940s. We were riding along in, on vacation this year, our family and children and grandchildren and uh, John McDonald and I were talking about a subject of this subject and I picked up my phone out there in the I guess it was the Utah Hills hotter than a firecracker out there I'm telling you it was hot and in and around those mountains and those areas I had enough signal that I could I could uh, could get into the internet. And I found this story that was written by Yetta Haberstam and Judith Leventhal called Dancing with God. I want to I preface my message or begin my message with, with this little story. They were mere boys, all under the age of 18, but in this particular case, their youth proved to be a liability, not the asset it had been under other circumstances. It was public, a puzzling, really most camp commandants consigned teenagers 16 and older to life since they were deemed hardly enough for the slave labor force into which they were conscripted. But this camp commandant had drawn the line at 18 instead, decreeing that all those who were younger be sent to certain death. His orders for additional selections grew more shrill and fevered with each passing day, multiplying the numbers that were fed into the furnaces. 
Perhaps it was the advent of the Jewish high holidays that had unleashed his fury or in uh, perverse irony, his own heinous way of celebrating by killing more boys. It was the fall of 1944 at Auschwitz and Hungarian Jews, the last nationality to be transported to the camp. They had arrived in massive numbers. The furnaces worked overtime as the inmates were fed to their relentless fate. Everything about the camp seemed to be so surreal. The perpetual fog cover of smoke and ash, the barren landscape of barbed wire and slime that it served to mirror the prisoner's own profound sense of displacement and disorientation. Everything had happened so fast, being crammed into the cattle cars that it disgorged them at Auschwitz. The quick, merciless dismemberment of families as spouses, children, parents, and siblings were torn apart from one another during the selections, being dispassionately stripped of their clothing and personal belongings that made them human, and the freezing cold showers and assembly line delousing that had followed. In the course of only minutes, the new inmates had lost everything they owned, everything they loved. Already some were engulfed by the horror, by stud, uh, so studied by their sudden plunge into hell, so mum, mummified that they could barely remember their own names. Never before had the gas chamber's concrete floor shaken under the pounding, pounding of 50 pairs of feet stamping in unbridled joy. But there were those remnants, those few who still cared about observing the Jewish holidays. Among them were these 50 religious boys who had just been selected for the gas chambers and were now being herded into a, a, a bathhouse, obviously to take showers. It was late enough in consecration camp history that the new boys knew the truth. They, were, they knew what was about to happen. Gas would pour through the pipes, not water. It was a ruse that the Nazis used to disarm the inmates to ensure their cooperation. But these spiritual heroes made a conscious decision not to give in to them, choosing defiance instead. Amid the tumult in the bathhouse, one boy sprang up and shouted, Brothers! Today is a holiday of Simchah's Torah when the Jewish world rejoices having concluded that they read the Torah over the past year following directly with the commencement of the new cycle of the Torah reading. During our short lives, we have tried to uphold the Torah to the best of our ability and now we have one last chance to do so. Before we die, let us celebrate this Torah one last time. We, not, we do not possess anything anymore, the boy continued. We have nothing. We do not have clothes to cover us, not a Torah scroll with which to dance by. So let us dance with God himself, who is surely here among us before we return our souls to him. Since it had been erected and used, the gas chambers had absorbed a cacophony of human sounds, screams, cries, moans, benedictions that would forever reside within its cold earthen stone walls, but never before had its rafters trembled with the pure, sweet strains of 50 young voices raised in fervent song. Never before had its concrete floor shaken under the pounding of 50 pairs of feet stamping in unbridled joys, the boys pierce the heavens with their song. How fortunate are we. That was, of course, they did it in Hebrews, but in, in English it simply said, how fortunate are we and how wonderful is our portion and how beautiful is our heritage. Why, oh, and they sang and they danced and they sang and they danced and they sang and they danced. What is going on in there? One scowling Nazi guard asked his comrade as they waited outside. Why hasn't the gas been turned on yet? It sounds like they're singing and dancing. Are they crazy? 
Another guard said in disbelief, go out, find, go find out what's causing the delay. An officer commanded and get the commander. Summoned to the doors of the gas chamber, the commandment, the commandant listened to with growing fury to the un, unsuitable um, uh, uh, merrymaking that was inside. He had watched Jews marching to their deaths hundreds of times before, some weeping softly, others reciting prayers, and he had relished these scenes. But this is now singing and dancing. This was unacceptable to him. He flung open the doors of the gas chamber and pulled one boy towards him. You, he shouted, tell me why you are singing and dancing now. The boy said, because leaving a world where Nazi beasts reign in cause for celebration. The boy sneered, and because we are overjoyed at the prospect of reunite, reuniting with our beloved parents whom you murdered so viciously. The commandment came enraged at the boy's contemptuous words. I'll teach you a lesson, he said. He screamed as the boys continued to dance and sing, heedless of his presence. You thought that the gas chamber would be your last stop. You'll find out otherwise, boy. The gas chamber would have been easy and painless compared to what awaits you now. I will torture each one of you with unbearable suffering. I will slice your flesh till you expire. The commandment ordered the guards to remove the boys from the gas chamber and place them in a holding block overnight. He planned to begin the torture sessions the following day. But the next morning, and I'm about to close with this, the next morning his plans again, again went uh, off course, a high-ranking Nazi officer had traveled to Auschwitz to round up slave labor for a work camp that lacked sufficient help. He needed to find several hundred young, able-bodied men capable, capable of performing grueling work under barbarous conditions. As he strode through the camp looking for prospects, the Nazi offer to just happen to pass by the barracks in which the 50 religious boys had been temporarily housed. Their vitality undiminished by their overnight stay. The boys still radiated with strength and good. They were good, healthy, excellent. As I suppose he was hearing them screaming and shouting and dancing before the Lord. He could see some energy. He could see some spirit. And he said, excellent. The Nazi officer smiled in satisfaction. Exactly the type boys I need. The Nazi officer pulled rank on that commandment, commandant who revealed nothing about his original plans for the boy's fate. He stood silently as the Nazi officer ordered the boys and several hundred other inmates to board the trucks that rolled out of Auschwitz into safer climbs. Some say that the boys left the grounds singing. The postscript of this said survivors of Auschwitz report that all 50 boys survived the war. I submit to you today, there was a reason to dance. Woo, I said, I submit to you today, there is a reason to shout. There is a reason to praise God. Woo. I just want to get a little ahead of my message and tell you, you can shout your way through your problem. I said, you can shout your way through your difficulty. Go ahead, all over the building. Praise him a little while. I'm telling you one more time, it's tongue-talking weather in here. It's shouting weather in here. It's victory time in this place. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. God by his providence governs the world and has determined particular things and operations to particular times. I read to you about times today. In those times, such things may be done, I'm told, with propriety and success. But if we neglect the appointments, neglect the appointed season, we sin against the providence of God and become the authors of our own distresses many times. 
In all this list, there are just two things it seems that can be Get, that can be done generally by the disposal of God or that will be and that should have but and, 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 and men we should have little influence on those two times and those two times is the time of our birth and the time of our death we can't choose who brought us here we didn't choose come on where we were born we didn't choose the time that we were born. That was God's business. Oh, yeah. And also we cannot choose, we are not to choose the time of our death. The scripture said, why therefore should thou die? Why shouldest thou die before thy time? But all the other things, all the other times are left to the option of man, though God continues to overrule them sometimes by his providence. We have no choice from which we came, but we do have a choice to whom we go and to where we go. I said we didn't have a choice to get here, but we do have a choice where we're going. Isn't that wonderful? I'm glad the Nazis are not choosing my time. I'm glad this world is not choosing where I go. But we are going. We all are going somewhere. I said it before, you don't have to go to heaven, but you can't stay here. Does anybody else know where there is to go? There's a place called hell. It's a red hot hell. On fire, if you will, to receive those that obey not the gospel. I'm glad I've been baptized in Jesus' name. Filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues, believing a godly and holy life. Hallelujah. Woo! I'm going somewhere, and I plan to go to a place called heaven where there's peace, where there's, well, yeah, where there's joy, where there's happiness, where there's no more pain. Where, oh, hallelujah. Where there's no more disappointment, no more heartache. Hallelujah. The Bible said a time to weep, verse 4, time to laugh. You know what? You better laugh all you can. That's right. I, I'm, I'm almost afraid of folks that don't smile. Laugh all you can. Cry when you have to. And the Bible said a time to mourn. That word, that word was sophod in the original Hebrew, to tear the hair. I meant to tear the hair and beat the breast as Orientals do in grief. Generally to, to wail or lament again, mourn. But it didn't stop with mourning. It said a time to dance. Hebrew word rakod simply meant to stamp your feet, to spring about wildly or for joy, to dance, to jump, to leap, to skip. And I looked at this and I, I, I found some notes that I had written. In both of these, in both mourning and dancing was demonstration. There's a lot of folks that cry real loud, but they can't shout too loud. Well, I'm telling you, it's time to change our mourning for dancing. And I, it's time to chance. Ah, God, I get so tired of people crying. Lord God, get your face off of the ground. Get up and say, I love you anyway, Lord. I don't care what comes my way. I got some, there's a reason to shout. That reason to shout is I've been born again. The reason to shout is I've been free. I've been set free. Praise God. Go ahead and praise him. It's time to have church a little while. Psalm 150 and four, quickly praise him with a timbrelin dance. Praise him with stringed instruments and organs. Dance in the Hebrew means dance. Dance in English means dance. 149, three, Psalm, let them praise his name in the dance. People say, why do you talk so much about Jesus' name? Because we're a Jesus' name people. We've been baptized in Jesus' name. 
We pray for the sick in Jesus' name. God, we, my Lord, we get rid of devils in Jesus' name. And I want to praise his name in a dance. Hallelujah. Let them sing praises unto him with a trembling heart. My little grandson, I think he was, our youngest grandson, Jance, was probably five, six years old maybe. He saw the, he saw the, uh, the other teenagers and people around shouting and praising like we do here. And uh, we're, not the only, we're not the only church in the apostolic movement that shouts, by the way. But if they ain't no other shouting, we ought to shout anyhow. Excuse the vernacular. Isn't that right? But, but they were shouting and praising God. So Jance, a little boy, wanted to get up like some of our little ones get up here. Oh, isn't that beautiful to see our, see our little, little children. I've, I've watched some of these little girls and boys when we're shouting and dancing and praising God. They do it just like us. Sometimes they do it better than we do. But uh, Jance got up there, and he was, he was going through the motions, I suppose, or the rest of them. And then when the shouting time come, it was time for them to go back to their seat. And, 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 and then they began to pray a little while. And so they were praying, and Jance was just standing there. He wasn't doing anything. Stephanie, his mother, said, Jance, you know, you, you were up there dancing and praising the Lord a while ago. Now it's time to pray. He said, I'm more of a praiser than I am a prayer. I think we ought to do both of it. I think we ought to go to the prayer room and pray. And if we go to the prayer room and pray, we can come in here. Oh, yeah. Somebody needs to say hallelujah, Brother Wilson. Somebody needs to say that's right, Brother Wilson. Maybe that's the reason some of you don't get, get out and worship the Lord in a de- demonstrative way. It's because you hadn't prayed through yet. I tell you what, if you get what I got, it'll make you, oh, you want to get your feet off the ground. It'll make you want to clap your hands. Woo. I didn't plan on saying that, but I'm not taking it back. The old patriarch, if you will, Moody said, there's much more in the Bible about praise than prayer. Jance wasn't too bad off, was he? Rejoicing. Dancing is a symbol of rejoicing in contrast to mourning. Lamentations 5.15 said, the joy of our heart is ceased. Our dance is turned into mourning. Don't lose your dance. You may lose a lot of other things in this life, but for God's sake, don't lose your dance. Many things in life, circumstances, can take to happiness. And if I know a crowd this size, somebody thought this this week, why do we go on? Why am I shouting? Why am I going to church? Who cares about me and all this kind of stuff? I don't care if nobody else cares about me. I have a reason to dance. And you have a reason to dance. You have a reason to keep going to church. I'm telling somebody out yonder in internet land today, you got a reason to come to the house of God and shout one more time and dance one more. Lord, Lord, Lord. I'm getting off my notes, so it could get dangerous. If you always down in the mouth, always low and discouraged, I'm going to tell you what a hippie. That's pray through to a brand new experience with the Holy God that's able to give you joy and peace. Come on, and happiness in the midst of your sorrows. I know what it means. I know what it means to get low. I've been to the lowest elevation on earth. I know what I'm talking about, but I do know I came back to church the service after, after our loss of our precious son. I came back and I shouted before the Lord. Not that I felt like it, but I got off of my feet. It may not have been for but I got off, and I'm still getting off my feet 
23 years later, it's time for somebody to get your head out of the ground and get up and dance before the Lord with all your might. Praise him a little while. Praise him a little while. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can either despair or you can dance. And I'm not talking about you got to shout all the way to work and shout all the way back and shout every time. you. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a way of life. So don't get me wrong. I was walking through a mall in Memphis, I believe it was. I'm not sure which one it was, but I was walking. It's been 23 years ago about it. And I heard some music coming out of a store, probably some sort of a music store. And I, uh, I listened, it caught my ear. And the words were written by Mark Sanders and Tia Sellers. I read, read about it later. They wrote songs that were, could relate. Mark said, I believe that music without a message just notes, not a song. And I listened to this song. It was, a, I guess, a country song. I don't go around following all this, the country stuff. But, but I, I, it caught, caught my ear. And it said, I hope you never lose your chance, sense of wonder. You get your fill to eat, but always keep that hunger. May you never take one single breath for granted. God forbid love ever leave you empty-handed. I hope you still feel small when you stand beside the ocean. Whenever one door closes, I hope one more opens. Promise me that you'll give faith a fighting chance. And when you get a chance to sit it out or dance, I hope you... Come on, I can't hear you. I hope you dance. I hope you never fear those mountains in the distance. Never settle for the path of least resistance. Living might mean taking chances, but they're worth taking. Loving might be a mistake, but it's worth making. Don't let some hell-bent heart leave you bitter. When you come close to selling out, reconsider give the heavens above more than just a passing glance and when you get the chance to sit it out or dance come on help me now I hope you dance I hope you dance I hope you dance I hope you still feel small when you stand beside the ocean. Whenever one door closes, I hope one more opens. Promise me that you'll give faith a fighting chance. And when you get the choice to sit it out or dance, I hope you dance. I'm looking at some people here tonight that's had some opportunity to sit it out. But I've also watched them come back to church the next night after their disappointment. And the next night after their heartache. And the next night after their trouble. And the next night after their loss. And they began to dance before the Lord. Hallelujah. In other words, they came and lifted up their hands anyway. They came to the prayer room again and again and again and again. And I'm... Woo! Hallelujah, 25 and 30 years later, I still see them looking at the ocean. They feel small when they see it, but when they, oh, when they get a chance to sit it out or dance, they dance again. Woo, praise them a little while. Praise them a little while. I know I preached a whole lot about dancing. This message is not just about a swift moving of our feet, but it's about a concept of life. It's about a principle of how to get through life and a challenge to get the most out of what happens to you. Many of you, again, have had opportunities to sit it out. Cancer, divorces, financial struggles, problems in relationships, distresses, Yes, in your family or your friends. We should learn that we can be happy and sad at the same time. You can be sad about some things, but you can be happy about other things. You 
can be sad about what the enemy is doing in this sin-cursed world and doing to you, but you can be happy that God's still on the throne, that you still got breath in you. And the Bible says, let everything, let everything, let everything that hath breath, praise ye the Lord. Somebody, if you're breathing today, you ought to get your hands on the air. If you're breathing right now, you ought to shout to the Lord. Let me tell you something, sir. If you don't want to lift your hand, let me tell you, the God who holds the breath in your hand could close his hand right now and shut your breath off. I'd ever way. If, I, if, I, if I was you, I'd get off of my feet and I'd say, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. You may be seated. The Hebrews in common with other nations had their sacred dances which were performed on their solemn anniversaries and other occasions commemorating some special token of the divine goodness and favor as a means of drawing forth in the liveliest manner their expressions of joy and thanksgiving. That sounds like Bethlehem Church. God did something good for them. They danced. They celebrated. That's what we're doing here today. The Jewish dances were performed by the sexes, sexes separately. Watch. There's no proof from sacred history that it was promiscuously enjoyed except perhaps when the deified calf had been erected in imitation of the Egyptian festival of Opus and all classes of Hebrews intermingled in the frantic reverie. That was a, that was a devilish thing when the, when, when, when the sexes got together and danced. And it's still wrong to get out yonder on the, on the barroom floor. Our joy doesn't come from wine. Our joy doesn't come from alcohol. Our joy doesn't come from booze. Our joy doesn't come from drugs. But my joy comes when I can get into the presence, in the presence of God. Woo! In the presence of God. The Bible says, Psalm 16, in the presence of God, there is fullness of joy. And that is right. Let me tell you, I submit to you, you don't need drugs if you got the Holy Ghost. You don't need drugs. You don't need smoking cigarettes. You don't need alcohol. You don't need the things of this world if you got the joy of the Lord down in your heart, down in your heart, down in your heart to stay. It's time to go ahead and praise him. That's why I'm telling you, don't lose your dance. Because if you lose your joy, you'll have to go back to the things of this world because your heart is searching for something beyond this life. Your heart's not searching for drugs. Your heart's not searching for alcohol. It's searching for the real joy, the joy that comes from heaven above. It's the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven. Woo! Do y'all feel what I feel? In the sacred dances, although both sexes seem to have frequently borne a part in the procession or co- procession or course, they remained in distinct and separate companies. Concerning religious festivals, it was in their religious customs to dance. Let them praise his name in the dance. Whew. They engaged by companies in honor National joy, especially victors. When David returned from the slaughter of the Philistines, that the women came out of all cities of Israel singing and dancing to meet Keaton Saul with tabrets, with joy, with instruments of music. David danced, David himself danced before the Lord with all his might, bringing the ark back with shouting and the sound of the trumpet. When they crossed the Red Sea, Miriam and the prophecies, uh, the prophetess, Exodus 15, 20. The sister of Aaron took a timbrel in her hand and all the women went out after her with timbrels and with dances. You know what they did? They sung a, a 19 verse song. Lord, Lord. That's a lot of singing. I remember those days when they, Betty, when they had them 17 verse songs. We'd go to them, go to them, go to them, uh, 
go to them youth rallies or some of those fellowship meetings and every, everybody in there preached. I mean, every preacher preached and looked like it had a song from every church. My Lord, I'm ready to go eat McDonald's or something. But they would, they would, they would, they, they would, they would do that. It was, it was a matter. 19 verses they sung this song with a shout and with a timbrel and dance. I'm telling you, if they can last 19 verses, I think I'm 76 years old. I wear out quicker than I used to. I really do. I, I, I put on a good front when I'm down there out there. But, 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 but I get tired sometimes. I'm telling you. But I'm telling you, if they got a shout going on, you don't set me laid back. You don't find me laid back. I may wear out and I may sit down a minute, but I'm on the edge of that seat, sir. And I'm telling you, if you got the Holy Ghost, you ought to get on the edge of your seat. Y'all be glad when pastor gets back, won't you? But I'm telling you that he'll be preaching this too, I guarantee you. He'll be preaching, he does preach this. Hallelujah. I'm glad I'm on the same team. I'm glad I'm in the house of God with people that love God and worship God. Don't sit it out. Get up and dance. There was a young boy, another young boy in that Nazi camp. It's a one icy day in December. The Nazis sent hundreds of Jews to shower. Before they could dry off or clothe themselves, the German officers called them all outside for roll call. Hundreds of Jews stood naked and wet in sub-zero temperatures as their captors leisurely and methodically called roll call. One by one, their bodies turned to stone as winter winds and falling snow turned the water on their bodies to ice. Among the scores of victims, a young boy stood there battling the cold. As the hours passed, he felt his feet literally freeze to the ground. He watched those around him freeze into human statutes and fall over dead. Surrounded by horror, he seemed to resign himself to the death that would soon take him as well. Although I can't say for sure this writer wrote, in fact, it was Rex Johnson wrote this. Although I can't say for sure, I believe there was a moment he looked into the future and contemplated all he would miss out on in life if he died there. I can see him thinking of the wife he would never know, the children he would never have, the parents and siblings he would never see again. And then finding the future unbearable, I believe he, had, he might have turned back to the pleasant memories of yesterday I sense he might have resigned himself to dying in the comfort of warm recollections of home, of mom and dad and dinners they had shared and songs they had sung. Of all the thoughts he might have had, the thought of his beloved rabbi meant the most. Just as he was slipping off into his drowsy pre-death dreams of yesterday, a thought pierced the dim twilight of yesteryear and the pre-dawn darkness of eternity, and he heard his rabbi's voice, his pastor, if you will, his voice, his leader. And this rabbi's voice said, we are a people who dance before the Lord. He heard it. His feet still frozen to the ice. He heard the words again, we are a people who dance before the Lord. His right, it is, it's, it, we are of those who dance before the Lord and blood began to race through his veins. The words already passed his now blue lips. His war, his, a, a warmth shot through his body. And, 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 and quote, unquote, a Hasid must sing. A Hasid must dance. It is the secret to our survival. How many times had he heard that? And I'm preaching to somebody here today. How many times have you heard, just get up and try one more time? Get up and go again. 
Just get up and come back to church one more time. Just come to this altar one more time. I'm going to tell you something, sir. If you'll get up one more time, then you get down. You're going to get up on that great getting up morning. Hallelujah. When the dead in Christ shall rise and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together. Just get up one more time. Just get up one more time. Just get up one more time. Why don't a judge say, just go to the next step? You don't have to go to the final step. Just go to the next step. And that's all I'm preaching about here today. Just get up one more time. Just take one more step. Just dance one more time. His rabbi's words shook him. His rabbi's words stirred him. His rabbi's words strengthened him. His rabbi's words restored his will to live. His rabbi's words did everything but loosen his feet from the ice that bound them. With all of his might, he tore his feet loose from the frozen ground, tearing the soles of his feet off in the process. Then there in a Nazi death camp with hundreds dying all around him, he danced before the Lord in a pool of his own blood. By doing so, let me tell you something, he survived the Holocaust. I am simply telling you and preaching to you today, there is a reason to dance. There is a reason to dance. Solomon, the writer of this Ecclesiastes book, wrote 29 or 30 different times. Time to be born, time to die, time to plant, time to pluck up, which can't plant and kill, time to heal, time to heal, uh, kill, time to heal, time to break down, time to build up, time to weep, time to laugh, time to dance. Time to cast away stones, time to gather stones together, time to embrace, refrain from embracing, time to get, time to lose, time to keep, time to cast away, time to rend, time to sow, time to keep silent, time to speak, time to love, time to hate, time to war, time for peace. But not one time he mentioned a time to quit. Come on, somebody. I don't know where you are today. I, I want to believe the Holy Ghost is in this house. And I want to believe God's speaking to somebody in this room. Not just one person, but several persons here. You thought about throwing in the towel. You thought about backsliding. I'm here to preach to you one more time. Oh, yeah, the rabbi's crying. It's time to dance. The, oh, the saints of God dance before the Lord. I'm telling you one more time. It's time to shout for joy. Woo, praise him, praise him. Praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him. James Lumpkin, an old timer in this truth, now, now gone on. He wrote this, something like this. He said, when things go wrong as sometimes as they sometimes will, when the road you're trudging sometimes all appeal. When the funds are low and the debts are high and you smile and you want to smile, but you have to sigh. When care is pressing you down a bit, rest if you must, but don't you quit. Life is hard with its twists and turns, as every one of us sometimes learns. And many a failure turned about when you might have won had you stuck it out. Don't give up, though the pace seems slow. You may succeed with another blow. Often the goal is nearer than it seems to a faint and faltering man. Often the struggler has given up when he might have captured the victor's cup. And when and he learned too late when the night slipped down how close he was to a golden crown. Success is failure turned inside out. The silver tent of the clouds of doubt and you never can tell how close you are. It may be near when it seems afar. So stick to the fight when your heart is hit. It's, th it's when things seem worse that you must not quit. Get up and dance again. Get up and shout one more time. When you have a chance to sit it out or dance, I hope you 
prodigal son who left the father's house. He said, give me everything that's coming to me. And he took it and went, a, went, a, went to a far country. Let me tell you something, sir. Any place away from God is too far. Any place outside his arm's reach is too far. Spent all he had, wound up in the hog's pen. The greatest degradation for a Jew would be into a, 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 a pit of hogs, the swine. But he landed there. But the story didn't stop. The Bible said he came to himself. It was a long journey. And it can be a long journey for you to come to yourself. You can go through heartache and trouble and trial. And thank you for those songs a while ago that led into this message. Disappointment. You can go through the cities of despair, cities of health problems, cities of disappointment. Long journey to come to yourself. Brother Casey. I remember you come back to church, sat right over there. The first time you came back to church, you sat over there, Brother Casey, shouted the victory right back here. There's probably a place back there, Brother Casey, where you danced before the Lord and broke that floor in. I don't know if you know that or not, but we had to fill it in. And then he got away from God. You remember me coming to the factory up there and Try to get you come back to church. Remember that, don't you? He wasn't quite ready, but he went to a far country. Long journey. But he came to himself one day, and I watched him on a Sunday morning. He came, and he sat right over here in one of those empty places. I don't know whose place that is, but somebody needs to sit over there next Sunday morning. I may be preaching to him out yonder on the Internet today. There's a place for you right over there. He had had a massive heart attack of some sort. But he came to himself. And when he came to himself and began to throw up his hands and began to dance again, if you will, before the Lord, you don't hardly find this many times with people up here shouting without KC being up there. KC's gone through some health issues right now. And he ain't as strong as he used to be. Somebody might want to help him next time. But he's here. Brought his brother here with him. But when he, when the father saw him a great ways off, reached out to him, and here he comes back home to the father. You know what the other brother did? Boy, he heard, ooh, this is where I'm preaching about now. He heard dancing and shouting, music and dancing, I believe the word said, music and dancing in the Father's house. Woo, come on now. This is a place to shout. This ain't no place to cry all the time. This is a place to get joy. Woo, hallelujah. And the prodigal come home. Hallelujah. You know what the Bible said? Bring the fat, kill the fatted calf. Oh, yeah, get the best thing, put it on his hand. Put the best robe on his back. I'm telling you, God's got the dance ready for you. Woo! I said, God's got the dance ready for you. Somebody ought to run to this altar. Say, I'm ready to come home. I'm ready to come home. I'm ready to shout again. I'm ready to praise God again. I'm ready to worship God again. I'm ready to love Him again. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. He picked me up, turned me around. He placed my feet on solid ground. I thank the Master. I thank the Savior. Because He healed my heart. He changed my name forever free.
and make a joyful noise under the Lord, all oh, you people. Shout with a voice of triumph. Praise Him in the dance. Oh, we've got a lot to praise God for. Hallelujah. Clap your hands one more time to the Lord. Thank God for this good word today. Glory. We'd like to invite everyone that's your first-time guest to go right on back there to the fellowship hall through the prayer room, last door on your right for the meet and greet. We'd like for you to step back there and meet and greet our leaders and all those in leadership here in ministry. And also, we want Brother Craig to come and make an announcement about our radical recovery revival this weekend. Everybody come. Thank you, Brother Tony. Could I get you all's attention real quick? Real quick. Pay attention. I got some great announcements coming up for the weekend. Listen, first I want to thank my friends from Broken Lives Ministry down in Pontotoc and Nettleton, Mississippi for being with us. These guys are tremendous assets to the kingdom of God. There's no telling how many lives they touch from day-to-day basis because they're in the trenches. They're in the trenches doing, doing God's work, and we appreciate what they do. Listen. If you have a family member you need assistance, all it is is a phone call. It's a phone call. So you tell me that's not God's favor. That's God's favor. Amen? Amen? Yes. Praise the Lord. We also have Sister Kelsey Kirkland. She, she represents Oxford Treatment Center. Been sitting right here on our pews this whole time. She's a tremendous asset. Tremendous asset right here in our very own church. Thank you for what you all do. We cannot thank you enough. Listen, I want to give you a few announcements about what's going to happen this weekend. Radical recovery. Everybody say radical recovery. Okay, it's going to be radical. It's going to be good. We have some phenomenal, phenomenal guests going to be with us. But listen, we got a treat for you all. Starting Wednesday night, right here in this sanctuary on Wednesday night, our very own Sister Sammy Jo Poole is going to be sharing her testimony. Brother Philip Miller would be preaching that night, but listen to me. Listen, she shared it last week in Be Free. You don't want to miss it. If you want to be impacted by her story, please be here. You do not want to miss that. That's on Wednesday night. Brother Miller will be speaking. We need you to be in prayer for Thursday night. Brother Miller will be going into the prison up in Holly Springs. He's going to be preaching there. That's going to be tremendous as well. So please be praying for that. Starting on Friday night. We have Sister Casey Johnice. They done lost the grab. There it is. Sister Casey Johnice. I'll let Sister Ashley tell you a little bit about her in just a moment. Brother Miller will be preaching again. Saturday. Everybody say Saturday. Two o'clock Saturday. We're going to have a panel discussion. We have three different rehab facilities that's going to be represented here. Three different ones that we know of for sure that are written in stone that are going to be here. Okay? Listen to me. Listen. If you have any questions... If you have any concerns, if you ever just wanted to know how the process of getting your loved one into treatment, you're going to get those answers that day. It is tremendous that you pay attention and that you tell and you spread this word to anybody that you know that needs this information. This is a once in a lifetime thing right here at Bethlehem, okay? It's once in a lifetime. It's going to be three different faith-based, state facilities, uh, Uh, personal, private facilities, all of these are going to be taken care of. They're going to be able to get the answers that you need, okay? I know when my wife said that she wanted to search and out stuff for me, all she knew to turn to was the internet. But this is coming right here to you. You're going to be able to get the answers that you need. It's a tremendous, tremendous opportunity, trust me. Um, We're going to have a cookout. We need some volunteers. We need people. If you would, meet me right over here as soon as 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 we dismiss for service. If you would like to help participate in this but listen here here's where you all come in especially say five thirty from 4 30 on saturday we're gonna have open mic in the gymnasium at the cookout so if you've got a testimony we want you to share it okay open mic day day i'm gonna be expecting you <laughs> open mic we have on Saturday night, listen, I'm not trying to drag this out, but Brother Jerry Carpenter will be our keynote speaker. He is Brother Kenny Carpenter, our superintendent of ALJC's brother. You don't want to miss his story. He has a tremendous testimony. Please, please come. Be a part of this. It's going to be life-changing. Brother Miller will be preaching again that night. 
Then we're going to be back in service on Sunday. You don't want to miss this. I'm telling you, it's going to be life-changing. If you have someone, you know someone, or listen, you don't have to have a drug addiction to come, okay? You don't have to have had a drug addiction to come. If you just want to know more about it, please come, okay? Please come. There's people everywhere that need your assistance. They need your help. They need what you have in you. They need to see your dance like Bishop Wilson preached about today so that they know that they can dance one day. Okay? Sister Ashley, tell them about Sister Johnnie's for a moment. Um, I met Sister Casey at a women's conference in, uh, I think it was Greenwood. Um, she had a huge impact on me that day. Um, I, I can't stress enough, like all three of these speakers up here, they all have something in common. They've all been to the depths, the de- deepest depths They've all been on the other side. They've all been where I've been. Um, and, and I know that you all are wondering what, what role do you, can you play in this, but your role, I can't tell you enough how many times I've been into rehabs and the directors come to me and say they don't know how to worship. They don't know how to pray. We've got to teach them how to worship. we got to show them how to dance. we got to show them how we do this. I, I see in rehabs all the time, they come and they, they they come to God. That's the first step. But they come with their heads down in shame and guilt. And we that's our this is our role. This is where we show them, hey, you might have lived that way back then, but you no longer have to live that way. We can show you how to dance. So everybody in this building has a part to play in this revival. Um, and Sister Casey, she's amazing. You're going to love her. She's a fireball, just like Brother Miller. Um, she gets up here, and it's like the fireworks go off. <laughs> so you don't want to miss this. Um, I guess that's Brother Craig covered everything. I guess you guys can go. Have a wonderful evening. See you back tonight. Men's breakfast. Men's breakfast Sunday morning at 8 o'clock. Men's breakfast Sunday morning at 8 o'clock. church tonight at 6 30 6 o'clock let's fill that prayer room up and see a mighty move of God